Welcome back to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. And yes, for those of you who are wondering, those were the musical stylings of myself and my wife for that intro little ditty there. <laughs> Love it. Someone asked at the title. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are in the hard-boiled exhibit with Detective Nathan, a.k.a. Rick Pulpwood. Mm-hmm. Nathan, do you want to recap set the scene? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So there I was, standing in an alley, watching a woman run away from me like I had the plague. The name's Rick Pulpwood, private eye, and one of the only true detectives in this underbelly called Detropolis. This case had started out with a newspaper clipping and a Rolls Royce with a dead body in the trunk. The stiff's name was Sam Marlowe, staying at the Melanzano Hotel in room 213. He was evidently in town as part of a wedding party for Nick Melanzano and Claire Loon. He was the best man, only thing is, he never made it to the wedding luncheon. Some stooge in a trench coat shot him twice before stuffing him in his own car and dropping him off at a scrap shop. After the best man stood the wedding up, it seems that it went all downhill from there. You see, Claire Loon is a dame living on the rougher side of town. Seems that she was a cabaret performer who had caught the eye of the son of the underground empire, Nick Melanzano. The wedding had all the stops pulled out. Champagne, music, fancy food. But then, during the ceremony in the chapel, some schmuck up and accused Nick of cheating on Claire. She left him at the altar, then and there. Now, Claire won't speak to Nick, and Nick is drinking his sorrows away at the Ibis Club, whose alleyway I was currently occupying. Now, Claire was never the biggest fan of Sam, the dead man. Called him a shifty mooch. But Nick, Nick said he was his best friend. But in my experience, the closer a person is to you, the easier it is for them to stab you in the back. But in this case, it sounds like someone got to Sam first. I leaned against the dull brick, wishing I'd brought my cigarettes, or at least some pistachios. This case would be tough. Firstly, because the Melanzano family was involved, only the most notorious mafia in town. People who go poking their noses in their business typically find themselves in search of a new sniffer, if not a whole new everything else. And then there's the incident of the woman running away from me, a Miss Vole, singer at the Ibis Club and associate of Claire's. For whatever reason, a woman named Bunny warned all the performers to keep quiet. Which makes me all the more curious. What do they know, and why is someone trying to prevent any questions being asked? Maybe it was the hangover talking, or the little nudge that this case was different. But I was going to get to the bottom of it, like a bottle during happy hour. I popped the collar on my coat and slipped out of the alley. I knew exactly where I was going to go. What are the odds I can get you to tell the rest of the mystery by yourself? (laughs) Just make it up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just make it up. It's Calvin Ball, baby. I mean, I'm making it oh, up. I love okay, it. Awesome. And and just to sort of set the, the scene, you were just at his hotel room. So did you go back to the alley just to brood? I did to go. <laughs> yes, because I <laughs> thought I'd gone to the hotel before the Ibis Club. But yes, <laughs> it's it's good brooding alleyway. It's got nice yeah. lampposts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you're not the only person brooding there. There's there's another guy mumbling to himself, <laughs> smoking a cigar, and he's like, "Get your own alley." <laughs> all right, all right. 
All right. Well, it sounds like you were off to church. I am. Is that right? Take me to church. <laughs> Excellent. All right. The first non-denomascript church of Detropolis. <laughs> uh, you get to the chapel and it is dwarfed by the buildings around it. It looks like a lackluster attempt at cleaning up the dirtier side of town. The stained glass windows are more stained than glass. <laughs> it doesn't actually make sense, but I wanted to say it anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, do you, do you walk inside? Um, are there any... Is there anyone outside the church? No. In fact, there, there are lights on in the chapel, but there's really just not a lot of people around here. And actually, at this point, the sun is truly setting. Just a, a few minutes left of light. Okay. Then, yeah, I'll head on inside. Okay. Uh, the inside is lined with wooden pews leading up towards a traditional altar of some Christian tradition of the non-denomascript <laughs> variety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the way up the pews, uh, you see an older man, a bit shriveled who is sweeping up what look like wilted flower petals from out from inside the pews alas from the wedding perhaps uh i would like to approach the man and make my presence known (laughs) he glances over to you and says ah sorry uh our sermon for this evening was cancelled uh but i do love to see young folk caring about their salvation (laughs) Ah, my salvation is beyond saving at the moment, but I would like to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. Yes, is one of them what the meaning of the word salvation is? Because you say, (laughs) save your salvation. (laughs) Grammatically, it makes little sense. I was never one for uh, grammar. Didn't make it that far. Obviously. Uh, yes. But spe- speak your piece. What what questions do you have for me? Yes. I was wondering if you happen to be here during the uh, Melanzano wedding. His yesterday? face. Yesterday? <laughs> yes, yesterday. His face visibly uh, droops, loses a bit of color, and he says, uh, Yes, I was uh, to officiate the wedding. I, I suppose I still did, but, well... Ah, what a fiasco. Would you mind uh, going into a little more detail about said fiasco? Oh, well, I I suppose. Um, it it was all well and good, and I, I said the line that is more tradition than necessity, speak now or forever hold your peace, which the implied meaning of the phrase is, please forever hold your peace. <laughs> um... But so- someone from the back shouted something I don't know if I should repeat, and the the whole place erupted. And it- please uh, do repeat it. I, I my these these oh. ears have heard of many many uh, raw things. So <laughs> oh, but they shouldn't be from my lips. Oh, what about from oh. your fingers? Could you write it down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I well, I suppose I could tell you that the content was. Uh, a bit of slang that means he's been unfaithful to you and oh. the strangest thing the whole place erupted it caused quite a stir a real shame to watch a marriage crumble at the altar of all places mm. 
Do you know who shouted this slander? Uh, no, no. It was a, a feminine voice. And whoever it was, I, I think I saw someone dash back out of the church after it was said. Hmm. Did you see any indication of what they were wearing? Uh, perhaps a long coat of some sort. Hmm. But, well, the strangest thing is some of the, the Melanzano brothers, I'm not sure if you've acquainted yourself with men of their ilk, but, well, one of them came up to the altar and started shouting at Nick, and oh. Claire ran to the back room, and then the second, uh, another brother stood up, and, well, there was an altercation. <gasps> who altercated with who? <laughs> Well, it's it's not my job to judge. Well, it sort of is, but God knows the heart. <laughs> uh, the, Nick and his brother Devin and his other brother Asher, they just started shouting and uh, blows were exchanged. Nick, Devin, and Asher. But there's one thing. It's so odd. Hmm. There's one thing. What? What's what's the odd I, thing? I shouldn't say. Oh, but you really should. <laughs> uh, are, are you I roll for charisma? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, you've been suave enough in your monologues <laughs> that you, you you tease it out. That monologue has earned you a good a good persuasion roll here. So yes. He sets down his broom. Um, it looks like he's been sweeping up just the last few stray flower petals in what was likely cleaned up yesterday. And he starts rubbing his hands together a bit. He's like, the strangest thing. Claire tensed her hands right before the thing was shouted. It was as if she was expecting it. Interesting. So she knew it could happen. Did someone tell her before? Hmm. Perhaps I've perhaps I've said too much. I really must be going. Uh, please feel free to grab yourself a commemorative uh, a crucifix on your way out. <laughs> uh, one last question. What's your name? Uh, Father Weisel. Father Weisel. Weisel. Interesting. Uh, I snap a picture of him. <laughs> For oh. my suspect board. Your what? Never mind. I'm a, I'm a suspect. These frail old hands couldn't hurt a fly. I've tried. This water doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out someday. Well, Thank you for your time, Father. Go with grace and God. <laughs> Uh, and some other third thing that starts with a G. Glory. My Glock. Go with glory. <laughs> Go with your Glock, young man. <laughs> and I with cool. that, you uh, you exit the non-denomascript chapel. Uh, I'll, I'll say there yes. isn't, isn't too much else here for you. Dang. I was going to take DNA swabs of all the pews to see if I could Do you know what decade you're in? <laughs> Yeah, but I have a, I have I have yeah, I have an inventory. So. 
alas okay you, cool you do have an inventory that is that much is true uh seeing as i've checked out the church i would like to l- go back to the hotel Check out the ballroom and see if there's anyone there from the reception. I also need to find out, find Devin and Asher at some point because apparently they had a little fight. And probably should go to the casino too because I know they own that or someone in their family owns that. So, mm-hmm. before I go to the ballroom, I think we all know the most important item of business. I need to go back to my office and feed my rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to remember the important things. Yes, yes. And as uh, Bunny, the mysterious Miss Bunny, whoever she is, is, is key to this case, I should probably pay my respects to her kin. The, the, the other Bunny. Yes. So you arrive back at your office, and Sweetie is there, and she is tapping her foot and folding her arms, and she's like, it's about time you got back. They've been here for over 30 minutes. 30 minutes? around. Who do you mean? Who's they? You open the door to your office, and there's a man with slicked back <gasps> black hair, his what? feet up on your desk. Oh and my And in gosh. his lap is your bunny. <laughs> Sir, I don't believe we've had the pleasure. It was about that time of day where you started to wish that you hadn't skipped breakfast. After getting a call about a body showing up in the trunk of a car of all places, Barton and I got a tip to check out an office on the other side of town. Pulpwood, it said on the front window. Getting past the secretary was easy enough, so I let Barton start investigating while I got familiar with this fellow's belongings. I drew the blinds and sat at his desk, wishing I had an ashtray and a change of career. With my new furry companion in my lap, I was starting to finally feel comfortable. When in he walked, this was him, no doubt about it. Short, pale, clearly hadn't had many clients lately. What? He wore glasses, but he squinted anyway, as if everything was a mystery to him. I pitied him, but I had a job to do. So I started my interrogation. You! Are you Pulpwood? I controlled myself and looked the stranger in the eye. (laughs) Depends on who's asking. What were you doing at 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday, the 22nd of February? Tuesday, 11.30 p.m. A.m. Getting mighty familiar with a uh, Russian friend. Might have heard of him. Name's Vodka. (laughs) Very funny. Hey, Barton, we got a clown over here. Yeah, Isn't yes, that sir, funny? Um, it, it's hilarious, sir. It is September. You know that, right? Doesn't matter. That was just an icebreaker. <laughs> and you, you're on thin ice, my friend. We got a tip about this place. I saw the body. Why'd you do it? <sighs> you caught me. I just couldn't resist. Uh, I've, I've always had an affinity for shoving bodies in dead trunks. Or dead bodies in trunks. Obviously I didn't do it. What are you talking about? Ah, so about? it was you. <laughs> Write that down, Barton. That's a confession. Yes, sir. Got it, sir. Barton, don't lift a finger. Put that pen back down. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Now, who are you two jokers? 
Ignore him. Write it down <laughs> anyway. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Without the cheese. No, with the cheese. <laughs> oh, you'll get real familiar with my name. Hmm. Yes, enlighten me. The name is Hard Scrabble. Mac Hard Scrabble. Hard Scrabble. Two B's, two or one B. <laughs> That's two B's, as in to be or not to be. My favorite line. You do seem like a Hamlet sort of fellow. Now, what gives you two the right to barge into my place of work and and antagonize Sweetie out there? Um. Well, I should say that Sweetie was the one who let us in. She said, um, that that there would be nothing incriminating in here. Um, but. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Go ahead. I flash my badge from the front pocket of my jacket like I had done so, so many times before when dealing with people like this. I'm part of the police department. And you're... (laughs) And you are on thin ice, my friend. Wait, did I say that already, Barton? (laughs) No, sir. Good. You're doing great. I hate repeating myself. (laughs) Hmm. So, (laughs) oh, by all means, go ahead. The guy flashes badge at me. Couldn't tell if it was real or not. Light was too dim. But from the way that uh, Barton was acting, I could tell this hard scrabble was a real real piece of work. This guy in front of me looked so lost in thought (laughs) as if he was monologuing to himself, just like I was muttering under my breath. He seemed a few fries short of a lunch special at Dallin's Deli, the thought of which made me hungry. Barton, my sandwich. Yes, sir. Egg salad sandwich, your favorite. Mmm, yeah, that is my favorite. I took a nice, long, slow bite and continued to stare down at this fellow in front of me. I zoned out. Clearly the man was, in his own thoughts, enjoying his lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had my rabbit back. Clearly, she was hungry. <laughs> you know, this really does remind me of the comic bit I saw of two Liam Neesons kidnap each other's daughters. <laughs> the same energy coming oh from two goodness. directions. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Copper. What can I do you for? You think I murdered Sam Marlowe? Oh, I know you murdered Sam Marlowe, and I can prove it. And why? How do you spell Marlowe? That's the first I've heard that name. I'm pretty sure there's an E at the end, but I'm just guessing here. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Sounds about right. (laughs) We hadn't exactly ID'd the body yet, but we knew about the man who brought that car after Frank called us. They said he had a fedora and a trench coat. And what do I have in front of me? (laughs) Fedora. (laughs) Trench coat. We have our man. I hate to break it to you, but... uh... I happen to not be the only one in this town owning a fedora and trench coat. I certainly hope so, I say to myself. <laughs> <laughs> then may I point out Exhibit B? Who was the one who reported the body? Go on, who? Hmm, I believe that was me, I think. <laughs> and what does a suspect do? Return to the scene of the crime. This is textbook. Hmm. Textbook, you hear me, Barton? Textbook Well, case. it seems that you've gotten to get the updated version of the textbook <laughs> because there's a new chapter on what an innocent bystander does when finding a body. <laughs> and what would that be? Call it into the police so they can take it to the morgue. I ain't got time for that sort of thing. You're not very bright, are you? 
Most people will turn and walk away whenever there's trouble. Mm. This guy didn't seem to have much sense. <laughs> I didn't like PIs like him. Especially PIs without a client. They were basically like a dog without a leash. <laughs> I decided to bust out my trusty revolver from my jacket pocket. I showed it to him. Hopefully not too threatening, but threatening enough to give him the jeepers. <laughs> hey. You see this here? Yeah, I see it. I've popped a lot of suspects full of lead in my day. Hmm. And not one of them was innocent. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I hate to break your streak here. But anyway, don't point that thing vaguely at me. I got a, a little friend of my own here. I, I patted my side, hoping he would get the message. I straightened up a little bit. Turns out he was packing heat as well. Barton, you're armed, right? Uh, no, sir. They said that I shouldn't be trusted with firearms. Probably for your own good, kid. Dang, you're right. <laughs> Forgot about that. I put my gun away. There was no need for escalation this time. Hmm. All I needed was a confession. So I kept talking to him. Tried to get him to fess up something. Listen, friend, I need you to fess up now, because I'm getting tired, and I want to go home. <laughs> Just tell me why you did it, and we can be on our way. Ooh. Interesting how you're skipping, skipping straight to the why when you don't even know the who. You didn't even know who this man was, let alone... No, uh, please enlighten me. Oh. Yes, yeah, so let me just show you your job for you. Okay. The name's, man's name was Sam Marlowe. Age, currently unknown, young-ish, friend of Nick Melanzano, if you've heard of that f family, I assume, seeing as uh, he lines your pockets, <clears throat> but... What? I don't know what you're talking hmm. about. I don't know what you're talking about as, as either. I didn't say anything. But this man was supposed to be Nick Melanzano's best man at his wedding, but seems that he didn't have a chance to show up. The wedding? Write that down, Barton. Do you spell wedding with one or two D's? <laughs> two D's, Barton. Two D's. Just like hard scrabble. Wait, no, that's like B's. Two D or not two D or not two D? Yes, precisely. <laughs> well, I knew about the wedding. Heard there was a little bit of a tussle there recently. Really? But I try not to stick my nose in other people's business. Hmm. Unless, of course, a body turns up in the back of a car. Now, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. You don't seem too keen on confessing. So all we have to do is go gather some more evidence, issue a warrant for your arrest, and then it'll be curtains. But we can do this the easy way, if you're willing. As P.I., I've never been fond of the easy way. But tell you what. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. You tell me what you know about Melanzano, his family, this wedding fiasco. I'll tell you all I know about the body. He wanted to know about the Melanzanos. I pulled out a very chunky cigar. Barton, bring me a light. Yes, sir. Ah, that's good. Well, I know a few things about the Melanzanos. But I'm not at liberty to discuss them. <laughs> and neither is my compatriot here, Barton. Don't tell him anything about the Melanzanos, alright? 
Yes, sir. We will not mention that Luca Melanzano, <laughs> the owner and proprietor of the Melanzano Casino, and his uh, three sons have uh, recently experienced the death of their mother uh, not one, maybe two years ago. Um, we will not mention... Oh, no. I'm doing it, aren't I? <laughs> you are, Barton. You are. Keep your trap shut. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Hmm. Seems like this Barton fellow wasn't too bright. A few watts short of an LED. Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> well... Seeing as you did not tell me about Luca, nor his mother, or nor his wife, <coughs> whoops, then I will not tell you about the fact that Sam Marlowe was staying in room 213 at the Melanzana Hotel, nor that he had, appears to have had a guest somewhat recently. I have not had any luck in tracking down who this guest was, but I'm sure the police will have a fine handle on it. Do you write that down, Barton? 213. 213? Room 213. Two, is that with one one or two ones? <laughs> That's 213, bud. <laughs> 213. <laughs> yeah. Write it yeah. down. Yes, I'll sir. forget yes, it. Sir. I'll remember. Uh, with, with that, uh, Barton starts scurrying towards the door, um, excited on this new lead. Hold on just a second. Uh, I, I would like to pull up my camera and quickly take a picture of the, the running Barton. <laughs> Don't shoot! You're a natural. <laughs> Too late. The investigation was going nowhere, so we decided to follow this new lead and make ourselves scarce. But not before issuing one final piece of advice for my amateur friend standing in front of me. Listen, Pulpwood, I know we're gonna nail you down. And when we do, I'm gonna laugh. Laugh very hard. <laughs> And I'm not a comedic man myself. But you, you seem like the type who can't recognize the difference between a broad and a stop sign wearing a wig. <laughs> but I'll offer you some advice, because I'm so friendly. You, 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 shoot. You start sniffing around too much in this seedy town. You might catch a cold. Mm. And with that, I turned around, started walking out, and then stopped one more time to share one more thing with my friend. You know, you remind me of someone. A curious fellow named A. Whitlock. Bit of a quack of a writer. You two would be a couple of peas in a pod, if you ask me. Hmm. Barton! Slow down! And yes, I kept sir. walking. So you'd say that that anonymous tip was a dead end? We just need more information, that's all. We'll be back here, I know we will. Always a pleasure to work with the local police department. I wasn't too worried. <laughs> His threat held less air than a victim of strangulation. <laughs> Let's go. Uh. <laughs> that is enough n noir phrases to carry us through the rest of this arc. Oh we my have, gosh. We've done it, boys. That was incredible. <laughs> oh, and, and there he goes. <laughs> He's gone like a thief in the night. Yep. Hard scrabble, hard scrabbles away. <gasps> oh my gosh. That was wild. <laughs> yeah, a little atypical for noir, but 
quite a bit of fun oh, uh, yes. and extremely productive <laughs> you learned so much <laughs> i mean yes uh their mother's dead uh aurelius woodlock is a writer and someone tipped them off to me interesting also for those who are not part of the the, the, the video format which is just anyone who's not me and marcus which is literally everyone <laughs> <laughs> um i go to the, my office and run a zoom we're on a discord call and then all of a sudden jared pops up and i'm like on the video call like what what is happening what it was incredible <laughs> i highly enjoyed verbally and or monologally sparring with <laughs> that was so good with that uh sweetie scrambles into the office and picks up bunny who is left on the chair and puts it back in the cage and turns to you and says and they wonder why they turn to private eyes to get their problems solved honestly sweetie i don't know i don't know what the city's coming to did they say anything else to you about why they were here? Yes. Yes, actually they did. I thought it was curious because it was a lie. They said that they were told that yesterday, midday, you were spotted driving a Rolls Royce. Hmm. Now, I I know that that's too rich for your blood. Ain't that right. You would rather buy a, a case of unspecified alcoholic beverage <laughs> than... Uh, <laughs> Than, than uh, drive a fancy car of any variety. Uh, and you know how much I hate unspecified alcoholic beverage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, the, the strangest thing said that someone was called in an anonymous tip saying a man, Rick Pulpwood, was driving that car and possibly stole it. Hmm. I can't imagine why you'd steal a car and you have a perfectly fine running uh, jalopy downstairs. Exactly. <laughs> Perfectly fine. She has character. That's right. Like me. Ain't that right? <laughs> well, someone's trying to frame me for murder, it seems. Hmm. So, what are you going to do now, detective? Seems that someone doesn't want me to dig around this case. But that's what makes me want to dig around it even more. <sighs> hey, sweetie, you don't happen to know anything about the uh, fiasco at the wedding, yesterday do you not any hot guys no i don't i i believe i believe i told you everything i know which is there was a wedding well keep your ears open and uh if someone comes into the office next time try try to keep them in the lobby you know i was leaving a note for myself that says just that <laughs> those boys did not play as nice as i thought they would what would i do without you <laughs> you'd probably be dead in a ditch Ah, uh, I feed uh, Bunny some, or my rabbit, is, whose name is Bunny, I think. As, as Sweetie leaves the room, she says, honestly, why would you name a bunny, Bunny? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's why I know exactly what it is. I, I, I pour some unspecified alcoholic beverage in Bunny's water bowl. <laughs> Just kidding. Whoa, Just kidding. that can't be. This is going to become another empty cage exhibit, <laughs> is what this is. <laughs> It was the murder me. weapon, <laughs> unspecified alcoholic beverage. Uh, I, I find some rabbit food and, <laughs> and put it in her cage. Great. Uh, the bunny looks thoroughly shooken up. Does not like law enforcement one bit. Trained her well. Trained her well. <laughs> <laughs> 
should have trained her to bite him or something. Oh, oh well. honestly. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, I want to take a quick peek around my office, see if they've um, taken anything or planted any, I don't know, evidence on me. <laughs> you know, it looks like they were were perhaps a little crooked, but not that, not that crooked. crooked. Uh, yeah, Barton was thumbing through some of your files on the far side of the room, but it looks like they're all still there in order. Okay. Sounds good. Then, hmm, I think I'll head over to the hotel, following, and then the casino. Okay, so you head back to the Melanzano Hotel. Uh, you walk in, there's the, the same grand foyer that you saw before. One direction leads to the the gilded desk and the broken elevators, and another direction leads off to the ballroom. I'm going to go peek at the vault ballroom before I ask the front desk about it. So, Sure thing. You go into the ballroom, and it looks like there are no current events uh, happening, but you do see uh, a bunch of people in hotel garb, you assume, that are rolling and putting away tables and chairs, uh, some red tablecloths, and a man is sitting alone in the corner, and he's watching you. I uh, I waltz up to him and uh, say, seems like uh, quite the shindig happened here. That's one thing you could call it. Uh, this man is in a white shirt, it's unbuttoned halfway. His sleeves are rolled up past the elbows. Mm. He has a neatly trimmed short beard and uh, some thick black hair. What else could you call it? Could call it the worst night of my brother's life. We've got a Manzano brother, boys. Hmm. Um, the name's Rick. I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Likewise. I'm Asher. Hmm, Asher. Worst night of your brother's life. That takes some doing. What happened? Ah. Well, the klutz really, really screwed the pooch on this one. That's what I'll say. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do have to ask. You have a, a vested interest in my brother? I'm, I'm here to make sure the Melanzano interests are being taken care of. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm actually investigating a... Uh, your brother's best man, he uh, passed away. I was asked to uh, take a peek and to see what happened, and it seems like the wedding was quite the event. He jumps out of his chair, knocking it over, causing a loud clatter in this uh, nearly empty room. You said Sam was hit off? That's right, stuffed in a trunk like a baster in a turkey. <laughs> I knew... I knew there was going to be something happening, something gone wrong. Hmm. And what gave you such an impression? Well, Nick got a note from the Romana family saying Claire was in for a world of hurt. Such a, such a bold threat, totally unlike him. But no one took it seriously, but I did. I knew that they were out for us. Romana family? What? We got a rival mafia? What? And you think they would do something like this off in Nick's best man? Well, it's not anything like they've done before, but they absolutely, in that, in that note, they made it sound like they were coming, coming soon. Do you uh, remember what that note exactly said? Well, something along the lines of, 
Claire and the heirlooms are ours for the taking. It's the kind of gross stuff you'd expect to see from a filthy family like the Romanos. Interesting. Hmm. Romanos. And Mark my words, if the, if the wedding would have happened, s- someone would have organized a hit on her, too. It's, it's what my gut says. Mm. But maybe someone beat him to the punch? Or they got antsy. They got trigger-happy. Mm. You see his eyes kind of like scrunch up as he's like coming up with theories <laughs> in his head. Seems like it's hurting a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Well, uh, do you think they could have been behind the outburst at the church? Oh, um, that was me. That was you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What do you mean, that was you? The the conflict at the church. I, I, I slugged my brother. Oh. Oh, the outbreak, the outbreak. You mean the, 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 the blurting. The, yeah, yeah. The lady from the back of the room. Yeah. You know, that that was the oddest thing. I, you know, I, I couldn't say exactly who she was. I didn't recognize the voice, but hmm. I, I could go either way. It could be true. It could be false. My brother Nick, he's, he's a lot of things, but usually when he sets his mind to something, he does it. So I do find it a bit odd Did you... that he would be caught with his pants down, so to speak. <laughs> Alas. Did you uh, happen to see what this woman was wearing or any defining features? She had a big scar or something easily identifiable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she had a big, big L on her forehead. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I seem to recall, I recall it like it was yesterday, which it was. <laughs> no, what do you think? I'm an, I'm an idiot. Of course, I looked back. I didn't see much of anything at all. Everyone was standing up all crazy like. It was chaos. It was pandemonium. <laughs> Someone, I think, flipped the table. Fascinating. And, uh, but I, I was looking up at the front, watching watching what Claire was doing. She she right then and right there took off, took off her wedding ring, put it right there on the altar. And Nick started defending himself. And, well, my brother, my other brother, Devin got up and well they started fighting and you know it's not really truly a a melanzano family get together unless a couple blows are exchanged so i thought i'd get a part of the action (laughs) at that point i was just relieved that it looked like there wasn't going to be any murder Mm. well you proved me wrong sorry about that what Hmm, this feud with the romanos how long has this been going on it's an old old conflict a cold war mm-hmm. the romanos they they have their their fingers their dirty fingers in every beef pie in the entire city mm. they're put in their thumb and pluck out a plum those <laughs> no that's not good <laughs> that's stupid <laughs> for the listener to be in character i have to hold up two fingers as if i was holding a cigar yes. At all times. <laughs> Even though I didn't say he was smoking, in, in my heart he is. Uh, but no, he explains, he says, uh, the Romano, the feud's been going on for as long as I've been alive. And uh, it's beginning worse, it seems. You know, there hasn't been much, there hasn't been much word from them, hmm. from the family. Hasn't been any any threats or even any stepping into our our territory or our business practices Hmm. 
But there was the note. Just the note. That darn note. Uh, do you have the note? Could I take a look at it? I don't. Hmm. I don't have the note. Alas. Now, I have two more questions for you, sir. Um, one, regarding the note. Uh, Claire and the heirlooms are ours. What, what exactly would the heirlooms be? He rolls up his sleeves further past the elbow to almost the shoulder uh, as almost a nervous habit. <laughs> Shows off some really excellently toned uh, biceps Dang. and triceps. And he says, oh, the, the heirlooms. Everyone knows about the heirlooms. The Jadeite necklace. Mm. Each one of those beads could buy a baseball team. <laughs> it belonged to, my, belonged to my mother, rest her soul. Oh, these are the ones that uh, were rumored to be stolen, yes? Those were a myth. Probably like this this note I'm telling you about from the Romana mm. family. I bet they were the ones who planted evidence getting us all scared. And uh, you're, sh- Maybe. <laughs> you're certain that the Jadeite necklace is still safe? Oh, I'm confident. Well, well, you should ask my brother Nick because they were, they were his for the taking. Okay. You want to know why? Why? Well, he had he had rights because he found the next matriarch for the family. Well, so whoever got that apparently has gone up in flames. Whoever got uh, married first essentially got the necklace. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. Just another just another reason that us brothers love to hate each other. Interesting. But uh, now that Nick's marriage is up in smoke, you all have another shot. You know. Maybe I need to talk to Pops about this. Hmm. See if maybe maybe I can get them without the the lady that it costs. Interesting. And uh, one last thing. What did you make of Sam Marlowe? Sam, Nick's best man. <sighs> Honestly, in some ways it doesn't surprise me that he was found dead. Hmm. You know, he's the type of guy who got tangled up in all sorts of stuff. But you know, Sam and Nick were planning something yesterday. I'm sure of it. They're spending a lot of a lot of time together in the morning and the day before. Something a secret a secret gift or something? Secret I gift. Don't, I don't I don't think I don't think it was related to this this murder you're telling me about. Something to do with roses, I think. Roses. Interesting. Hmm. Well, Thank you for your time. If you uh, come to any enlightenment as to the identity of the woman who shouted or think of anything else interesting, uh, let me know. I hand him a business card. <laughs> sure. He's like, well, if, if what you say is true, then I better pay a visit to Pops sooner rather than later. Mm. I'm off to the casino. Good to know. Oh, uh, and uh, where could I find your brother Devin? Also at the casino? Yep. Does a, does a fish swim in a pond? Does a bear poop in the woods? <laughs> I've never met a bear, but I would assume yes. <laughs> You'll find Devin. He'll be at the craps table. Ooh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. With that, he stands up. It looks like there isn't very much to supervise at this point in the room, as all the tables and chairs are stacked up against the wall. And in fact, some overeager employee flips the lights off. Oh. <laughs> and see. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we've got a couple different things here. We've got two motives now, which is great for disrupting the wedding slash killing Sam. So, 
Theory number one. This is an aside. <laughs> I'll open Parker Watson so he can he can listen to my aside. Yes, aside. <laughs> aside I slash slash monologue. <laughs> but excellent. Um, so I'm thinking we got the Romano family. That's an interesting angle. We've got them wanting not only Claire but the heirloom, which is the jade necklace owned by the late mother. Now, if they could cause a disruption at the wedding, if they could kill um, Claire or someone, they could perhaps steal the jewels, which is kind of like they just. It seems like they wanted to cause a disruption and killing the best man and ending the wedding seems to be quite a disruption. So, I mean, that could just get them. They could feel good about that, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other theory. Um, one of the brothers wanted the Jedi necklace. Seems like Nick hasn't really thought about that, but uh, Devin, who I've not met, uh, could have. So the person who brings the next matriarch in gets the necklace. Um, Devin has not had luck with the ladies, but if he can uh, disrupt the wedding and make it stop, then he could uh, swoop in or at least give himself a little more time and eventually take the necklace. So what he could have done... Hmm... Interesting. So, two two things could have could have happened if if that's true, and this is just me straight spitballing here, Watson. So you know, um, yes, of course, he could have a um, gone about the plan himself, find, found someone to accuse uh, Nick of gallivanting um, with someone, uh, and then gotten them to disrupt the wedding uh, that way, um, and. If that is the case, then perhaps um, Sam, the best man, found out about this and confronted the brother, and the brother uh, killed him uh, in the confrontation. Or, other theory, if Sam is really a jerk and conniving backstabbery guy, perhaps the other brother brought Sam in on this scheme um, and was like, hey, uh, I'll give you some money if you help me break up this wedding. And so um, there was some sh- shenanigannery, shenaniganery, <laughs> shenaniganery. <laughs> there we go. Non-denomiscript <laughs> shenaniganery. Exactly. And they uh, made it look like Nick cheated on someone. Perhaps that's. Perhaps there was some uh, what's some much do about nothing, where. Sam dresses up as Nick and pretends to have an, has someone over and then someone else sees them, etc. That kind of sort of thing. But then Sam knows about the plan, so uh, the brother never intends to pay up and kill Sam instead. Hmm. Sounds like there are multiple trajectories, yes. angles, and... Uh, I dare say it sounds like you need more evidence. I think so. I think... It's time I gamble a little. <laughs> Let's head to the casino. <laughs> Excellent. It is fully night now. Ooh. Just a, a little bit of, of moonlight guides you down Melanzano Street towards Melanzano Casino. You go inside and it's got scarlet carpet, low-hanging chandeliers, and a two-tiered floor plan. Ooh. The bottom tier is plenty busy, but up a few stairs and past a velvet rope, there's just a few individuals there. Looks like a single craps table in use. Mm. And uh, who's surrounding the craps table? As you walk towards it, you see a man reclining in a chair. He's got a handsome suit, but a very ugly face. 
Ain't that just the way? <laughs> I know that feeling, right? Uh, <laughs> just joking. Uh, he's got one black guy and a bright red skin rash around his mouth. But as he reclines, he's going to have the dice rolled, and he, he tells a lady right next to him, blowing them for me. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> he rolls them, and uh, he says, hey, that a boy. Hey. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the lady politely claps, and there's, you know, the person officiating the table. I definitely don't know gambling terminology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. But anyway, he sees you walking up to the velvet rope, and you actually see some men in pinstriped suits notice you and start walking towards you. Uh. Oh. But behind you, you hear a voice you recognize. I'll let him in. And it looks like Asher is walking briskly past you to a stairwell, perhaps, Hmm. past the velvet ropes and past the second tier. And he says, I'm going upstairs. That's my brother. And you see Asher uh, disappear. Got in. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, then I would like to approach the brother who I assume is Devin. Sees you walk up to him. Sees that you're walking with purpose. And he says, oh, look who the cat dragged in. You got some money you're looking to to burn in the family casino? Looking to uh, burn a little more than money. I'm actually here for some information. I... I was just speaking with your brother, Asher. Ah, uh, don't trust a word he says. <laughs> that guy's way too full of himself. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Daddy's got a new pair of shoes. All right. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> well, uh, he was actually filling me in on the uh, fiasco at the wedding the other day. But uh, I would be interested in your side of the story. There's not much to say. You see him subconsciously rub his black eye a little bit. He's like, you know, really not a surprise to me. Nick, it's too sincere. You know, it's the type of thing where you know someone's sweet enough that someone's going to spoil things, sour them for him. That's what I think. What do you think? So uh, you believe that Nick cheated on Claire? Ah, it's hard to say. I had a weird feeling about the whole thing. Mm. He actually is holding a cigar, and he <laughs> takes a, takes a, a long drag, mm. and he says, You know, Claire, she appeared too quickly in Nick's life. It's not like him to just find any old lady, any young lady. Interesting. Nah. Nah, something was up there. Mm. Could she have been a plant, so to speak? I wouldn't put it past her. Hmm. Never really discovered much about her personality. Interesting. Never even saw her much around the Ibis Club. Hmm. Did you see her elsewhere? Nah, just on Nick's arm. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, the uh, young woman who shouted, who disrupted the ceremony, did you happen to glance at who that was? I didn't glance, but I recognized the voice. Whoa! Definitely from the Ibis Club. Okay. Do you know which one? Uh, I don't know. I can never keep the dancers straight. Miss Vol, Miss Mink, the third one. Vol, Mink, and Bunny? Ah, uh, yeah, it was, it was one of those. It was one of those. Do you know where you could find them outside of the Ibis Club? As far as I know, they live in the Ibis Club. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, 
I heard something about a, a note from the Romano family. Uh, I don't know much about that either. Hmm. That sounds like something that my father would receive and Asher would conspirize about. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm a simple man. I don't do much of the, the family drama. I'm just here for the good roles and the good time. <laughs> hey, let's go. It's at this point you realize that he's gotten the the same rolling craps he's fed on every time, and it's been the same every time. And as you look at the guy who's, like, again, officiating or whatever, uh, you see he kind of looks at you with a knowing glance, like, this is all theater. I gotcha, I gotcha. I give him a wink. Uh, well, one last question. Um... Do you happen to know anything about Sam Marlowe, Nick's best man? Hmm, Sam Marlowe. You haven't told him that Sam's dead, right? I have not. Okay, just just checking. I couldn't remember. Sam Marlowe. You know, I, I said I'm not into family business, but I dabble. Sam, he had nothing to do with family business. Hmm. Because, well, discretion's important in my dad's line of work. And Sam... He couldn't keep a secret to save his life. Interesting. He's the type of guy who do anything you ask him to do, but he won't shut up about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good to know. I don't know. What what, what else do you want to know? He, he, the deadbeat never showed up to my brother's wedding, which, you know, of course, hmm. didn't really happen anyway. But he was a real procrastinator. I wouldn't be surprised if he forgot about the wedding or... Well, if he was to have done his best man speech, wouldn't be surprised if he wrote the best man speech last minute or got someone else to write it for him. Well, I can tell you that the deadbeat didn't show up to your brother's wedding because he was beat dead. <laughs> the cigar drops to the ground. He otherwise keeps his composure, <laughs> but uh, the, the blonde lady next to him quickly stamps out the cigar <laughs> on the ground and he's like, I didn't know that. Okay. He actually seems shocked. Interesting. Um, but it seems that uh, Nick and Sam are planning some secret gift, some of the roses. Do you know anything about that? I know Nick had something up his sleeve about the heirlooms. Some, he's he's a romantic at a heart. Listens to the same song over and over again. Mm. What a fool! <laughs> nah, the way you keep a lady is you gotta gotta go fast and loose. You gotta. Gotta just go where the flow takes you. I raise uh, my eyebrow and glance at the woman next to him and be like, Is this? She, <laughs> you look up and uh, it's a different woman than there was a second ago. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the same one for now, but he's, let's see. What, what was the question? <laughs> Oh, I was just glancing, just, just, just for no, no, no. But, but, what was the original question? Oh, uh, planning some the secret gift. Oh, oh, yeah, the secret gift. He's like, he's like, five to one. It was something to do with the heirlooms. Hmm. I, I couldn't care much for those, those glass beads, whatever they were made out of. Nah. Dang. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, <laughs> I don't like. Working in investments, I like to gamble. Hey, let's go, bada beat, bada boom. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, 
don't want to trouble you any, any, any longer, but uh, is your father perhaps around that I could speak to him about Sam, or is he not the kind of person you speak to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at, at this point, you actually hear some, like, escalating voices upstairs. Ooh. Devin glances over to the stairwell. He's like, well, that'd be him. Yeah. Mm. If Sam's really dead, then you know, go on upstairs. My dad should know. Okay. I will go upstairs and leave, leave Devin to his gambling. You hear over <laughs> your shoulder. <laughs> I don't do that uh, and <laughs> you walk past uh, two men definitely packing under their pinstripe shoots, shoots, stu- suits, Shoot. stoops, <laughs> under their pinstriped suits, uh, down a long hallway and to a door. You're let into this office by yet another person in one of those suits. And this office puts your own office to shame. <laughs> the desk is the size and shape of a casket. Oh my gosh. Uh, clear except for a tray of deviled eggs off to the side. What? Behind the desk sits uh, another shriveled old man like the priest, but this one seems a lot less holy. <laughs> drooping mustaches and drooping jowls seem to compete to escape the man's face first. Nice. And on the other side of the desk, you see, what's his name? <laughs> you see Asher, who, once you open the door, he plows through you, pushing out from the room, mumbling to himself, and uh, he slams the door behind him. Did I hear any of the argument or just muffled shouting? You heard something along the lines of Asher saying, it's not a hoax, and... Okay. Sam's dead, and it's connected. Okay, so he's going on about the note, I bet, and the Romanos. Okay. Well, uh, I walk into the room a little bit and stop, and I introduce myself. I know who you are. Mm. You're Rick Polkwood. I make a point of knowing every private eye in the city, recognizing their face, in case they ever bottom sneaking around my place snooping nah rick you're not here to tear me down you got news for me i do i do not snooping this time i got uh, news on a friend of your son sam marlowe seems he was found in a trunk of a rolls royce shot up real bad that's what my son tells me and here I was, the th- most thing I was worried about just now was that my loser of a son had to go and ruin a good thing. Mm. You know, I don't know where he is now, but when I see him, I'll cloud his ears till he can't hear me say, you're a disappointment to me anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> hmm. ain't, yep, ain't that right? <laughs> uh, like, sons, I know, right? <laughs> man, so difficult. I have a rabbit at home, and it's <laughs> kids these days. You know, I don't have really very much to tell you at all. I had a a fluke of a wedding, a man found dead. I can promise you this, though. And he grabs a deviled egg and he starts eating it. He's like, it wasn't me or any of my men. (laughs) Touch a power move. (laughs) Could you tell me anything about the woman who made the disturbance? I couldn't tell you anything about it. Hmm. Nope. 
like I said, my loser of a son. Whatever he did, it ruined a good thing. We need a new matriarch. Hmm. And you see him kind of kiss his hand and touch the wall behind him where you see a larger-than-life portrait of a woman. <laughs> and she has a green necklace and a sneering expression. Incredible. Uh, those are the uh, jadeite heirloom necklaces I assume that ever, the paper's been uh, yapping about. Those idiots over at the Detropolis Chronicles, they ask a lot of questions, and they're all the wrong ones. Mm. Nah, I, I wouldn't believe those rumors. The Romanos, they don't work like that. He mm. scarfs up an, another deviled egg, and he says, Ah, my other idiot son, Asher's been obsessed about that so-called warning from the Romanos. Mm. It ain't that. My sons don't really know it, but the Romanos and us, we have a, let's call it a working relationship. Hmm. They wouldn't dare rock the boat over something like the heirloom necklace or some no-name girl that my my son found. Nah. Do you happen to have this note? He, he shrugs and says, no, we would have disposed of it pretty soon after we got it. I knew it was nothing to take seriously. Hmm. Some sort of hoax. That's what I say. Something meant to make us scared. Maybe keep one of my... Maybe to keep Nick from going through with the wedding. Hmm. Maybe to... I don't know. Cover up a different crime. Maybe it has something to do with Sam. Sam. I couldn't say. On Sam's note, do you know anything else about Sam, his relationship with your son? Anything about a secret gift? He takes another deviled egg. <laughs> That's the only action I have to break up his dialogue is him eating deviled eggs. He he looks at the deviled egg and he visibly shudders. And he looks at you and he says, I had to recoup my costs somehow. These are from the wedding. Oh, gosh. He's having to eat all the deviled eggs. He scarfs another one down and says, I didn't make a killing by being anything but frugal. Wise words. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes. Yeah, good. Um, on Sam, he he shrugs and he says, I know that they were up to something at the hotel. That's about all I could say. But apparently my son should have been spending more of his time figuring out who it was and wasn't invited to his wedding because whoever was in the back of that chapel, gosh, I would kill them. Mm. Well, thank you for your time, sir. I'll try to clear up this unfortunate incident as soon as possible. I better not ever find you on the opposite side from the Melanzana family. We own this town, you know that. He just, he offers you a deviled egg. He's like, that's no reason we can't be friendly. I accept. <laughs> I reluctantly... He, he <laughs> picks up another and he like cheers as it with you. He's like, to lose his sons and empty threats. <laughs> scarfs it down mm -hmm. you hear a little <laughs> from his, <laughs> his stomach it's not happy well it's not hard boiled but I guess the devil's in the details or something like that <laughs> he says if you see my son tell him he's a disappointment to me I will pass on the message <laughs> alright I'm going to exit now I can't think of anything else to say to Luca <laughs> uh, and he lets you leave I got out of there with all my limbs attached. Yes. Yes. No guns pulled on anyone. Oh, my Really, gosh. honestly. Pretty impressive. 
Uh, uh, at some point, I'll have to tell you what happened in that office during the play test because things can get rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had my some goodness. things going in your favor, though. Uh, as you walk downstairs, uh, you do see Devin sitting in the same spot with his black eye and skin rash, and he gestures over to a woman with red hair <laughs> and says, "Blowing them for me." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, he cannot keep a girl for longer than a couple minutes, it looks like. Probably something to do with them being people with their own self-will and desires and not just things to hold on your arm. Yeah, yeah, probably something to do with that. (laughs) Who knows? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to leave. Let me know if you need ideas of where to go because there's definitely a lot of information. You just talked to three people who had... (laughs) A lot of stuff to say so yeah so i'm having here's a little little step aside as i walk outside and lean against the uh establishment three three leads that i want to go check up on so <clears throat> one i'm thinking i should probably go back to the hotel room i feel like i might have missed something there uh, now i know to look specifically for roses and see if there's anything hidden somewhere because <clears throat> I can't remember how thoroughly I checked that. I know there was shampoo in the bathroom, and I checked that very thoroughly. And there, I found the the, the schedule. I found a pearl stud, the red scarf, which is interesting. Um, I also want to go back to the Ibis Club and see if I can f- figure out whose voice, who shouted, Vol, Mink, or Bunny. I've only met Vol, as far as I know. But maybe Claire is... Has one of the pseudonyms. Oh man. Hmm. So, I I will just give you a little hint on that front, which is one of the brothers. I can't remember which one was talking about. Yeah, I think I think it was Devin. He recognized all of the dancers and did not equate Claire with them. Okay. Okay. So Claire's not one of them. Got it. Um. And then I'm also curious if I should check up on the Dentropolis Chronicle and ask who gave them the tip about the theft. See if they know. An interesting idea. Yeah. They're probably closed right now. But. You don't know that. (laughs) I break into their offices. I'm a private eye. I can do what I want. I'll head over and see if if their place of business is open. Or if not, I'm sure I could find a... Uh, a skeleton key I like to call a rock. Atta <laughs> <laughs> boy. The Detropolis Chronicle. That's where you're going? Yeah. Uh, you show up there? There is just a little bit of light shining through the windows mm. of uh, the bottom floor of one of the larger buildings in Detropolis. Okay. The door is unlocked. Uh, I knock it, but I let myself in. (laughs) The inside is dark. There are rows upon rows of almost identical looking desks. And just a single light is on. Uh, A man with bronze skin and long black hair is checking notes and typing on a typewriter far to the back of the room. Hmm. Then to say the news stops for no one, I suppose that includes you. He visibly startles, <laughs> and he says, uh, c- Come in, come in. I shut the door behind me. Uh, my name's uh, Rick Pulpwood. What's yours? Aurelius. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Aurelius Whitlock. Oh my gosh. It's a pleasure. Uh, the, the, the pleasure is all mine as my competing personalities. <laughs> that affect that I'm Rick, but I'm also uh, Nathan. <laughs> what? What? Okay, okay, I'm cool. I'm collected. <clears throat> Aurelius Whitlock. Hmm, funny name, that. You've uh, worked at this paper long? Um, actually, I'm new here. Uh, bottom rung means that you stay late, but I was actually just working on a side project of mine, so, you know. All comes out in the wash, I suppose. What's this? Uh, and is it? Do you, do you make a habit of insulting people's names when you first meet them? That is quite the the character trait that that you have going there. Oh yes, it makes sure that people remember me. So, you know. Mm, yes, yes, I suppose it does. He <laughs> continues to type on his typewriter, and he's like, uh, "So, what do you hear? Do you, do you have uh, any thoughts on the? Uh, I I suppose I don't know why you're here." Does he seem to recognize me at all? Or do I look... Oh, interest. this is so interesting. Not even a little bit. Dang. He also looks... His hair and expression are dead ringers for the curator. He looks not necessarily younger, but his eyes lack the confidence that you see in okay. the curator's eyes. Oh, fascinating. I love this. Okay. Um, I'm here about uh, an anonymous tip that you received a while back about the, uh, the fact that uh, the Melanzano family was about to be robbed of their heirloom jadeite necklace. He continues typing. He's like, that is a rather boorish case, that one. Not much to learn there. Just someone wanting attention, I suppose. Hmm. But you know what? what is a case worth looking at? Uh, are you at all falling up on the egg case? Egg case? The egg case. Hmm. The, uh, Benedict Farms, don't forget the eggs. The Benedict Farms. And you see this, like, bright expression light up. What? And he's like, Benedict Farms has had a large quantity of spoiled rotten eggs. And they've disappeared. And the bank roll, their public trades, have gone only in the positive direction. Now, what is happening to all those rotten eggs? I think that there's something rotten here, and it's more than just the eggs. <laughs> That's fantastic. So the spoiled eggs have gone missing, is what you're saying? Not missing. I think they've sold them. But they won't say to whom. Interesting. It's a conspiracy, I promise. This is much more interesting than any banal murder or... Uh, what have you. The, the, this theft. The, I, I, I care very little for murder, I, I must say. <laughs> I, I, am, I am actually the junior correspondent or aspiring junior correspondent on, um, well, business, I guess. I, it, it doesn't really actually have a name. But I, I, I tell you, once I, once I crack this story, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do think that I, there's going to be uh, another rung. Uh, for, for me to climb up. Interesting. Uh, I think back to the deviled egg that I accepted from <laughs> Luca. <laughs> how it, it, how am I feeling? <laughs> <laughs> you actually feel good. Okay. You, you you feel okay. It the the, the psychosomatic uh, part of this makes your stomach start to like hurt, but you do not. That's not 
an indication of anything besides the fact of you're thinking about eating eggs right now, and that's a leading cause of <laughs> indigestion. Oh, well, I uh, I hate to bore you with the details of the case again, but uh, do you happen to remember who, or have any details about who gave the tip for the theft? He shakes his head, no, and he's like, uh, the, the, the correspondent working on that was going on about, they, they think that it was likely sent in from someone other than the name it was written for. It was something to do with the same note sent to the Melanzanos was sent to us, and it said that it was the Romanos, but really? something about it was not the Romanos. It must have been someone who wanted to pin it on the Romanos. I, it's, it's really not, not my thing. Um, oh. Do you happen to have that note? Not my thing. I'm sorry. Not much. Not not, not much use to you. I'm so sorry. Alas, I'm not much of an expert. <laughs> well, really. But thank you for for coming in. I I I mean, if you have any interesting stories, I was gonna um, say, how would you like to uh, move up a few more rungs on that ladder? I mean, I'm listening for sure. Let me tell you about a man named Sam Marlowe and how he ended up stuffed in a trunk of a Rolls Royce. Two shots in the side of his head. <laughs> he nods, and uh, as you explain this case to him, he, he takes vigorous notes. And upon finishing your story, he's like, Excellent. I will pass this along to Levi, and he shall write an excellent story on that. And he starts typing again on his typewriter, and he's like, uh, th- thank you for your tip. Uh, you will remain anonymous. Um, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I, I think there's been some misunderstanding. That is a hot story, Aurelius. You're just giving it up like that. Right. I, I said murder's not really my thing. I, all, all about the mystery. Mystery is wonderful. When there's a dead body, I'm really a bit squeamish. <laughs> I don't like gore. Hmm. It's not really my thing. At this point, you hear a gravelly voice from behind you. What? Coming from somewhere in the dark. I like him better this way, don't you? <laughs> what? Uh, I whip around. Aurelius uh, continues typing. He didn't seem to hear anything. Okay. The voice from the shadows. Sometimes I drop by to remember what he used to be like. Before he got a stick up his own, well, you know. <laughs> this was him. This is him. How? How? What did you think that these were made-up simulations? They got to be based on something. And uh, who are you? I don't believe I've had the pleasure. I am what he is—a working man. But I think I'll be putting in my notice soon. What's that new movement called? Quiet quitting. I think I'll do that. Hmm. And what is that? What exactly is your job description? Hmm. It's a bit complicated. Try me. Some details. Well, I have a question for you first. Answer me this. Why are you obsessed with murders? Do you like the macabre puzzle of it all? The thrill of the hunt? I suppose the puzzle aspect has appeal, the satisfaction of solving a mystery, but perhaps 
It allows me the chance to confront the unknown, something that I'm a little more hesitant to do in real life. <laughs> and this isn't real life, huh? Hmm. Something I mean, very much like it. <laughs> you're not wrong. The museum doesn't really accomplish anything good, though. It's worth saying. These are just shadows. Cases that were never solved, but could have been, should have been solved, but weren't. Solving them does nothing for the victims, including him. He gestures back to Aurelius, who's still vigorously writing, and you see him say under his breath, Aftershave! And this this man in the dark who now has stepped forward enough that you can see a bit more of his shape. He's a good six foot six. Oh my he has long brown hair and a beard to match. He has a slight scar under one eye and hands that almost seem to have an extra joint in the fingers. You're not sure if it's the way he holds them or some bizarre mutation. He shakes his head. He says, why should I care if you don't understand what you're doing I wasn't any better when I got roped into all of this and you asked what I do well kid I'm a Newman I'm sure you've heard that word before Newman Newman of what I'm the Newman of cryptids but that has very little bearing on this situation can I give you some advice? I'm really just passing through. By all means. I like to visit some of the the odder, forgotten corners. The bits of scenes that are picked up in these larger stage plays that people forget her backstage. These are the interesting bits. But here's my advice. You're hunting small game with a 300 Win Mag rifle. Eventually you might want to point your gun somewhere else. Somewhere where it matters. Hmm. And where would that be? I can't give you all the answers. But hey. I think I'm going to keep an eye on you. Not for any reason besides curiosity. Kind of a swan song for me. Shake my hand. Out of the darkness reaches one of these bizarrely long hands with a tuft of hair, almost fur, on the back of his hands. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It feels like his hand will almost wrap around yours twice with the length of his fingers. And he says, your name's Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, sh- I shake his hand. <laughs> oh my gosh. He says, I'm Grassman. Grassman. See you around. <gasps> what? Good luck with the murder. Hope you enjoy yourself. Thanks. Yeah, hope I see you soon. message from Grassman. So you want a hint? I think you're doing just fine. Just remember, 
You're hunting small game. What? I'm supposed to rhyme or something? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs>